Welcome to Serially Hook Star Wars. We're your hookers, Chris and Rashad. And today, sometimes even the right reasons have the wrong consequences. How are you feeling, Chris? I'm so excited. This is finally happening. Oh my god, I have so much, so many things to talk about. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm kind of hectic in life or whatever and, and a little bit tired and pushed through not taking a nap before this recording. So that's going to be a little bit interesting today. But <laughs> I'm super excited, of course. I, we've been waiting for this show for so long. Um, we are going to talk about the premiere of Ahsoka, the two-episode premiere of Ahsoka today. Um, but before we do, subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts. Um so you can get every new episode for this season um, in your feed. We'll be following along the episodes as Ahsoka, of Ahsoka as they come out. And I guess if there's nothing left, you're both difficult. And I always thought that's what makes this work. Here we are. It's finally happened. Ahsoka. How are you feeling? Uh, okay, first thoughts. Okay. Go. There's so much more connecting to Rebel stuff than I thought there was going to be. Uh, but I love it. I'm here for it. Uh, very interesting connections. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love, I think visually it's pretty great. Uh, and holy shit, we've, we've seen so many things. Chopper is back. Give it oh up my God, for Chopper. Chopper. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite episode, like part of these entire first two episodes. Just yeah. spoiler alert: just Chopper and Hera when they're just going back and forth is so funny. I mm-hmm. love Chopper; it's amazing to see him back. <laughs> and they did the audio exactly the same. Right? It's perfect. It's so good. What are your like? What's your first impression like? I liked it. I liked it. I wish I could say I loved it, mainly because there's one or two things that I was like meh about. But um, visually, incredible. Mm. Um, I thought the slow pace of it was something that I kind of liked, especially because it was like, okay, what? especially the first episode. I, I, I will have to say, I liked the first episode more than the second episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I found the second episode to be a little bit, well, we'll get into the details a little bit more, but the second episode fa- felt to me a little bit more, um, we're just going from place to place to make things happen as opposed to actually building the characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder, I mean, there's a lot of value in this having both of us watched Rebels. So if you've watched Rebels, there's a lot of interesting stuff, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of ironic, me making you go watch Rebels and this is what comes, <laughs> this is the benefit of it, I it's guess. It's all worth it now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what it's like for people who haven't watched the show uh, and don't have an emotional connection to Hera and Chopper and Sabine and even know who Ezra is or Thrawn. Um, so it, that's a really fascinating thing to me. But I guess I'm interested because obviously you hadn't consumed any of the marketing materials, so you didn't know mm-hmm. that there are tie-ins to Rebels, the Rebels yeah. characters at the very least, right? Yep. So um, when you first saw the first episode when um i mean sabine came, I, I think it was sabine who came in first or was it hera who showed hera up first came, hera came in first got it so what were your thoughts as the characters started to emerge it was it was kind of the best of both worlds because i love hera as a character and i love mary elizabeth winstead as an actor so it was like perfect um i 
I was like, okay, interesting. They at first I thought that Harrow was just going to be like a quick cameo, um, but of course they do have some history. I thought the introduction of Sabine was perfect. It perfectly encapsulated her character. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I was a little bit confused about like, oh wow, this is gonna this is this for real? Are we going to do that? And then we see the um, message of Ezra as well. Um. I don't know. It was it was very interesting. I did not. I don't know. At fr- I think at first I was a bit disappointed because again that makes makes the Star Wars universe feel much smaller again if we tie it into so many characters that we already know. But it also makes sense. They're allies. Hera knows you know the Phantom Crew. Um, so all of that also makes sense that they would be in touch. What about you? And it also makes sense when you consider the epilogue of Star Wars Rebels, which is mm-hmm. turns out to be the same thing as the end of this episode, too. So it's basically these two episodes happen before or leading up to the epilogue of Star Wars Rebels. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and you, we know that Sabine is enlisted to go and find Ezra, and we also know that Ahsoka is looking for Thrawn. And we know that Thrawn and Ezra, the last time we saw them, they were together. So <laughs> yeah. we know this is all going to connect somehow. I I think the success in them bringing these characters back, specifically Ezra, uh, sorry, specifically Sabine and Hera, and of course Chopper, but not, not as hard of a thing to do, but is the <laughs> casting. And I think yeah. they casted them both extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you said, Sabine's intro is, is just so perfect for her character. I She definitely goes through an arc through these first two episodes, I think that mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting to me because over those first two episodes, she's the only character with some momentum in terms of her character development. We don't really mm. see, obviously Ahsoka is the the sun w- uh, like around which everything or- uh, orbits basically, but it she doesn't move much, right? She is just there. She mm-hmm. goes from place to place. Everything happens around Ahsoka, but it's really, I took these first two episodes to be really Sabine's show. Oh, and yeah. Sabine's growth, and that was kind of cool to see, at least. Yeah, I I honestly didn't remember whether we saw that in Rebels that like she and like Ahsoka and Sabine were training together. I totally blanked on that, to be perfectly honest. Um, and I did think it was very curious thinking about Rebels, and we see the mural. Obviously, I felt like there was some sort of like. Zeb and Kanan erasure because they show everyone else and the other two are just there like you only see you don't see their faces really in like a close-up shot that was a little bit of a bummer uh, I would have liked to have like just why don't they just show the entire thing close up that was a little bit weird maybe because they won't really play much uh, a big of a role here I mean obviously Kanan's dead but you know Zeb is around we've seen him before um, but I guess they just want to focus on a f- on the characters that we have here. But um, I definitely agree. It is a lot about Sabine here. And I really like where things are going, for sure. Agree- I agree with you that, you know, I like these episodes. I didn't love them. A couple things here. Uh, there's a lot to respond to in that uh, <laughs> thing. Um, so first of all, we haven't seen Ahsoka and Sabine train in, in Rebels. So that is something that happens off screen. We don't know what happened between them, what their conflict is. 
And that's kind of an interesting thing going on there because it's something that happened off screen for people who have watched Rebels, some background that is unknown. So this conflict is something that we get to explore. And I think that's kind of interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think when it comes to these two episodes being good, not great, I think um, they're good in the way that it gives us optimism for something to happen in the future. And Mm -hmm. also something that is quite unprecedented in the Star Wars universe going beyond the galaxy conceivably and also it's putting us in a place that okay we know this is leading eventually to something big right but we don't know exactly what's going to happen and that's kind of cool because normally we know what's going to happen across the board in Star Wars it's not that complicated (laughs) but having this this other universe potentially out there this other galaxy out there it's really exciting to imagine um, Star Wars expanding even more so um and it's, as as you said it is by bringing these characters back it does feel like the star wars universe is so small but also it is still so big because we get the new um antagonists in this episode um i forget their names if you have them written down uh yeah their their names are uh balen skull and shin hati i think they personally i thought they were great I really yeah. like them both. Uh, I like the idea of these antagonists that aren't Sith, really, mm-hmm. uh, but they also utilize Inquisitors, like Merrick, for example, as a tool. Yeah. Um, Balin is Balin was his name. Sorry, I already forgot. Yeah, Balin. He was also sentimental in a way, mm-hmm. which I find that really interesting when he was lamenting the fact that he might have to kill Ahsoka or whatever. Uh, I mean, mm. he's not gonna. Let's 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 be honest, but <laughs> he's gonna try. Plot twist: yeah. Ahsoka dies, episode three, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he his since his um not assistant his Padawan. Uh, I already forgot her name again. God, this is so bad. <laughs> Shin Shin Hati. She's great. I really liked her. Uh, I think she's ferocious. She has this like uh, intensity about her, which is really indicative of like a antagonistic. It's more of a Sith Padawan vibes. So she's giving out, but mm-hmm. she's quite cool in the way she does it. And um, we can get into the specifics of the episodes and different stuff that go into it. But um, I really like them from the beginning and their opening of uh, the, the opening scene of them freeing, uh, the woman i forget her name as well morgan elspeth thank you the, the one the one person in the entire star wars universe that has a normal ass name <laughs> and also has first and last name oh no yeah. i guess they a lot of them do never mind yeah. oh god i'm yeah, so bad can, today it's all good uh can we talk about the beginning though because fuck me we get a cr- we get a crawl thrawn is mentioned we get the perfect star wars opening shot with the um with the spaceship everything's there Dave Filoni knows what he's doing. He knows Star Wars. That's right? what we want. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really great, I thought. It was like, I did not expect a crawl. We got a crawl, and I was like immediately on the edge of my seat. I felt that he wanted to do like an old style crawl, like mm-hmm. an original crawl, but it he didn't like. I mean, he, they said no. I'm sure that they said no in the studios for some reason, so they settled for this. But it was great. It was yeah. good to see it. I liked it a lot. For sure. Um, and then the first scene when they're coming out with, with Morgan Elsbeth, um, it's kind of interesting to see how ineffectual the New Republic is. Mm-hmm. And, like, is there any evidence that we have that the New Republic is good at anything? 
Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Not yet. I guess recruiting. Maybe? In terms of, because, you know, you have... Uh, you have uh, Leia, you have Hera, you have a lot of great people in them. Just not, I get, I, I guess the ground personnel is like not good. Yeah, it's odd to me that they were just very mm. stupid about everything. Right. But I was, I was very, uh, again, talk about sentimental. I thought that, oh, when, when I heard Fulcrum, my heart melted. Yeah, it's great. All the it's oh. just this these two episodes were just uh like a workshop in nostalgia. Mhm. For sure. But a new a few new revelations as well that like Elspeth is one of the is from Dathomir. Yeah, she's a night witch. Not night witch. Night sister. What is it called? What are they called? I think they're night sisters, yeah. yeah. And then and the um uh, and Shin calls her a witch of Dathomir, and uh, to which Morgan replies, she's a survivor, which I also thought was a really interesting exchange. Yeah, there's a, some new stuff in there for sure, um, mm-hmm. which is quite good. I I think that I have to I have to get this off my back. Talk about the elephant in the room, the thing that I really didn't like about this uh-huh. these two things, and it is in my mind, and I'm so sorry to do this in my mind. It makes zero sense to make Sabine a Jedi Padawan. Yep. And this is a big thing here. And I really like these two episodes, but it's really hard for me to get over the fact that it makes zero sense that Sabine, who is not force sensitive, we have no evidence of her being force sensitive. And okay, obviously, um, Hu Yang says to her, you're the worst for force, whatever. What's the quote again, Chris? Uh, the quote is, I've known many Padawans over the centuries, and I can safely say your aptitude for the Force would fall short of them all. That is, is insinuating that she is still not Force-sensitive, but then why is she a Padawan to Ahsoka <laughs> when Ahsoka mm-hmm. clearly doesn't want to train things? And the reason for that is because of like her experience and trauma with Anakin. It makes zero sense. I don't yeah. understand why they did this. Maybe there's going to be some redemption to like in the character relationships between ahsoka and sabine but i feel like it's going to be moving forward and it's going to be everything's going to be fine with them and that's going to really annoy me uh but uh that's kind of like the the big negative for me like the big elephant shaped hole in the middle of these two episodes that really Mm -hmm. did frustrate me i think also they're over like they're putting too much weight on sabine that way because not only is she uh, you know, she's in the New Republic. She is a Mandalorian with Mandalorian armor, and she also is a Padawan, apparently, and a great like tech nerd, um, and an artist. And it's like, okay, like we get it. She's cool, but like maybe tone it down a little bit. Yeah, calm down. It was a one too many things, yeah. uh, in my opinion. And then the other thing that kind of bothered me more about the second episode was it felt more just like go from one planet to another planet, another planet, and just like things happen. It's like there's no mm-hmm. downtime in the episode, in episode two in particular, where it's just characters talking without any particular plot momentum. But the idea mm-hmm. is you build character and world and all that. And it felt yeah. like that stuff was kind of missing. And for us, that's probably fine because we know these characters and we mm-hmm. know them quite well. But I would imagine if someone who's coming into this not having seen these characters before is just like, why do I care? How do I care? What are their relationships? Like, and I could see how this would be quite uh, like 
kind disorienting. of yeah disorienting or i was gonna yeah. say game of thrones season 80 in a way <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you sure. didn't know what was already behind everything Mm. and you also have you know you go we go to Corellia of all places and it's like yeah okay we get it you can like cross-reference shit it's okay uh the worst part i think my my negative my, i guess my low light is the one guy screaming for the empire and it's like oh come on yeah. how much cliche can you get <laughs> kind of that scene the inter not interrogation scene but it seemed quite ridiculous and another um, evidence that the New Republic is terrible, that this kind of oversight was just this easy to find out. Mm-hmm. And it just is like, it kind of reads to me that they were a little bit lazy in the writer's room, um, <laughs> especially compared to, and I hate to do this, but like thinking about this in, in comparison to the detail of Andor, and this mm-hmm. is where the magic word Andor comes out. <laughs> it's taken us that long, so, you know. It was only a matter of time, let's be honest. Yeah. But Andor was so detailed and specific, and everything was really, really thought through, and it's hard to really poke holes in it. But in revealing the layers of the the ineptitude of the new republic and the bureaucracy of it it really seems to me that um it just is not as thought through in a way Mm. that like for example um exactly exactly what you said the guy screaming for the empire or whatever or the whole plan collapsing immediately or Hera kind of interrogating the guy Mm. um in a way that it's just quite obvious like mm. um why they would be building these kinds of things it just makes no sense that how could this get through building these huge engines for ships they don't have that makes no sense like <laughs> uh whatever it's it's fine it's fine they, they also go to again they jump to so many places i feel like we've been on as many locations as in the entire season of andor already and yeah. that's just too much it's it is kind of as you said like oh go, go to go there to do this thing go there to do this thing and it did feel like the sequel trilogy in that regard in terms of like oh we're just like very disorienting and jumping around and it's just all very superficial uh i mean not as much as obviously the the sequel trilogy was but uh yeah definitely not as good as compared to andor but we are getting a little bit negative, so I'm gonna rein us back a little bit and talk about some of the things that we did like because <laughs> seeing these characters were amazing. Just more Ahsoka in our lives is always mm-hmm. a great thing. Um, it's kind of interesting to me that this is the route what they went with Ahsoka as Ahsoka mm-hmm. as like more of a jaded character because oh, yeah. it seemed more that you know Ahsoka throughout her arc had been you know a child and and a, and had very a lot of heart in her mm. character and it seems that the transformation of her becoming this stoic kind of dark Jedi, not dark Jedi, but she doesn't seem to have that love anymore. And I wonder what the impact of having Duel of the, I think it was Duel of the Fates was the episode. No, not Duel of the Fates. That was episode one. (laughs) I forget what it was called. It was the fight with Darth Vader on Malachor. I forget the name of the episode. But uh, when she fights with Darth Vader and realizes that it's Anakin and and has the final proof, and we Mm. don't really see much of her afterwards uh, because she's invisible or gone uh, for the last two seasons of Rebels. But it would be logical that um, that would be a consequence or, or her stoicism or jadedness would be a consequence of her finding that out and realizing how terrible things are. And I wonder if the, 
the journey of this season of television, I don't know how many seasons of Ahsoka they're going to be, is going to be Ahsoka kind of finding her heart again and finding her her acceptance to be able to be connected to other people again instead of cutting her off from everyone because that's what she seems like to me right now yeah i i mean i feel the same way i was really surprised at what a hard ass she is um especially towards sabine and of course they have history together but still she seems so removed and as you said she just seems so cynical and disillusioned and I was wondering, like, if she doesn't really have any ideals anymore, what the fuck? Like, why Why is she doing what she's doing? Why is she trying to capture Thrawn? All of these things. Because somebody who kind of is as in, in like, a dark place as she seems to be wouldn't have any motivation to do what she's doing, really. And so I am kind of a bit at a loss for for her motivation. And, yeah, I hope... Uh, I totally agree with you. I hope that um, this season is about her kind of rekindling that spark and like finding hope again. Um, and maybe, who knows, maybe it's going to be uh, the Sith, basically, or like not the Sith, but Balian Skull, who like maybe they can wax lyrical about the good old times or something. I don't know. Uh, if if at least she isn't moping then and says, oh, yeah, but I left, blah, blah, blah. Um so I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I hope she she gets to uh, you know to a better place than where she started because that also doesn't make for a compelling character, really. Like especially a main character, somebody who's just like down all the time, or just neutral, just kind of boring yeah, in a just way. Like, Meh. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'll do this now. Um, but you know, it's day for Loni, so I'm sure something will come up. And that's the excitement I have for this mm-hmm. uh, season of, you know, Ahsoka. So it, it's it's really fun. Um, I guess we have to talk about Chopper at this point. Chopper's <laughs> the absolute best. Um, yes. I was actually worried. So we saw Chopper for a second. He shows up yeah. right, and then he's gone, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was worried that that's all we were going to see of him this episode. <laughs> I was so sad. And then once they got on the ship and Chopper and <laughs> Hera are just going at it back and mm-hmm. forth oh it was i just felt home again it just mm-hmm. felt like everything was right in the world <laughs> absolutely i i felt so vindicated for our like, droid draft as well in a sense because it just made me remind how much i love him and yeah the back and forth and just his personality and i always i think it's always such such a compliment to the um fx teams when you say oh the personality of this thing that technically doesn't live doesn't speak can only emote through gestures and some noises that is completely animated and uh, you know doesn't have a face uh, (laughs) and all of these things and still we just we just get him and he is just one of the uh, most amazing characters ever in Star Wars history. Wow, what a drop. Right? Am I am I wrong? I don't know, man. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. And I feel bad for people who have never engaged with Chopper because there are so many uh, Star Wars fans out there that have never heard of Chopper. I know, it's so sad. And I mean, you know, listeners uh, who followed us uh, the entire way through know that I'm not the biggest fan of Rebels, but it's definitely... 
uh, all worth it just for Chopper's sake, basically, just to see Chopper and have him interact with everybody in the show. So, you know, it's just... Uh, who doesn't like Chopper, really? Honestly, us, oh, the best. It's interesting to me because, yeah, you don't, there's a lot of aspects of Rebels that you don't like. And I, I mean... I believe that there are some aspects of it that you do like, like Chopper, mm-hmm. for example. Absolutely. Um, but I'm wondering, as someone who maybe didn't like Rebels, I guess Ezra's not in here, so it's Because <laughs> 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 I feel like, in my impression, you liked Sabine well enough, and you liked Hera, and Chopper mm-hmm. was like a highlight, but it was really Kanan... Um, Kanan, I think you got you liked near the end, but like the beginning, you really didn't like him. Mm. And then Zeb, you didn't really like, and then Ezra had the biggest problem with. That's my understanding of how yeah. it is. But maybe correct me if I'm wrong. No, absolutely, I absolutely did not like Ezra at all, um, especially in the first few seasons. I think at the end it was fine-ish as he matured a little bit, uh, and so I'm really curious to see where they're gonna take him because i'm sure we're gonna see him eventually um and maybe maybe he's grown up a little bit uh, i don't know i mean obviously we're right at the point where rebels left off but i don't know maybe being in a different galaxy does things to you but yeah i just didn't like how like his personality basically and that's difficult because he was basically the protagonist and so if you don't like the protagonist of an entire four season show that'll that'll like impact your enjoyment of it Im- immensely well my understanding is that in that timeline they are years removed from the battle of endor and the the climactic battle of mm. rebels um because the epilogue of rebels is set years after the actual battle so true it's true. kind of a little bit it's like for example in the opening speech where we have Ryder azadi why do i remember his name of all things <laughs> giving a speech to everyone um, yeah. saying he was like some years ago da, 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 the battle of Lothal and the history like are the heroes or whatever and then that's where obviously Sabine is introduced um, mm-hmm. and ironically I also remember the name of Jai Kel who is apparently now a new senator in the um, <laughs> New Republic and mm-hmm. if you remember he was in Rebels season one I believe um, and he was like Remember, there was an episode where Ezra infiltrated um, an Imperial um, training like oh, facility. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I remember that. And he made a friend, and then they escaped the facility oh, together. Fuck off. Oh, no. And that's the guy who was the sen- who's now the senator, apparently, and he was standing behind uh, Ryder as he was giving the speech. Wow. Okay. Okay. So That's... their names, I remember. Good, good pull, though. Good pull. I respect that. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know. We're all over the place today. Just I think it's because it's just so exciting to see these things and all these people come together. Um, I'm really. I, it makes sense to me that they b- dropped both these episodes together. Mm-hmm. Just because there's a coherent arc with uh, with Sabine, it leads us off to where the end of the Rebels um, epilogue was, so we can kind of now get into the unknown. Uh, we get enough with Balin and Shin? Yep. Yes. <laughs> um, that's really interesting. The one thing that I didn't like, and this is just a pet peeve of mine, is how Sabine loses the battle with Shin. Right? Mm-hmm. She gets stabbed through the abdomen, and yeah. then the next episode, she's 
perfectly fine. No <laughs> consequences to anything. And that's a yeah. very movie thing that I really just don't like. And that irked me the wrong way as I was watching the episodes because, of course, I watched them back to back. I didn't mm-hmm. wait. Uh, so <laughs> who, who would do that? Who would do that? <laughs> Um, yeah, so that really kind of angered me a little bit uh, for a moment, but I got over it uh, eventually mm. because that's just how Star Wars works. But I would have liked to see her, I don't know, lose a limb or something, make it make or make Ooh. something difficult, you know, okay. or put her in the hospital <laughs> for weeks. And yeah. then um, in part of that, that is like the impetus for Ahsoka and Sabine to make up and not be pissed at each other anymore. Like there's a lot of like consequences to what happens on the screen is important. And yeah. writers in Hollywood should know this. Mm-hmm, absolutely, uh, but I'm still stuck on you want uh, you want uh, Sabine to lose a limb. So I guess you know you've got that going for you. She's technical. Uh, She'll build herself a new one, <laughs> just like Luke did. I know, or Maul did. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I agree that that is so annoying, and every time. We see that it's like okay, so we can literally, you know, Luke loses a hand, he's fine, he just gets a new one. Everyone's fine, Sabine's fine, but fucking Padme can die of a broken heart. Fuck off. <laughs> I actually okay. Let me. We said the M word, so I'm talk about Maul for a second. Yeah. In terms of Maul and his consequences of losing his limbs, yes, he survives, but Maul is really interesting because. How he survives leads to how his character develops when he returns, mm-hmm. right? He be, he becomes obsessed with revenge and obsessed with Obi-Wan and obsessed with fighting the, the Emperor after all of this. So there is for being thrown away basically in the trash by the Emperor. And it's really fascinating to me um, that it, – or it's more like it's a way to make – psychological consequences on the characters as they experience trauma of getting cut in half or 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 <laughs> losing a battle or having a near death experience it's it's incredible to me um the mall story and it's really sad to me that we won't see mall in live action in this show because it's mm-hmm. obviously after his death um wow we should really put a spoiler alert for all of rebels <laughs> in this episode it's fine yeah. <laughs> I think we've spoiled, I think, everything at this point. Kanan dies. Yeah. <laughs> all dies. <laughs> True. Everybody dies. So you just talked about a pet peeve of yours. I just really want to get one of mine off my chest. Why would a map with the position of Thrawn be just at a random old temple? That doesn't make any sense to me. Can you explain that? <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me as well. I don't know how that map would have been placed Mm -hmm. uh, or created or hidden in a way my only assumption is that thrawn had an alliance with the night sisters and was able to um imbue something as if he were if he were lost or whatever they would be able to find him using this specific map potentially that's that is amazing hat canon and that shows (laughs) that demonstrates once again how deep you are in star wars lore but it's just it's still bullshit (laughs) like you know it's still it's still like very far like and just like a random temple why not keep it somewhere else it's so weird to me um i mean it makes for a great introduction like reintroduction of ahsoka and it's a bad as fight scene i guess but 
it's just like why are we here what is this doing it's just i don't know it's kind of like okay we need to find the map to find this other person uh i feel like we've seen that before in star wars you know <laughs> never never <laughs> yeah the, the map trope is kind of very star warsy i feel like this is these episodes in some ways are dave filoni just being like i want to do all the star wars tropes but my own yeah and that makes whatever sense. that's fine um but you're right having just a random arc um night sister stronghold or temple on arcana which is another random planet that has zero information about it other than this <laughs> um kind of makes no sense but you would you would also but you would imagine that if a map like this were to be created in, in sort of an imagination that I thought up, it would have to be somewhere random. So I guess it mm-hmm. kind of <laughs> <laughs> Well, with all that being said, uh, we just established we like those two first episodes. How are you what, like what's your feeling going into episode three? How are you feeling? What do you expect? What do you hope for? Now I'm so more so excited. I think this is not the episode where we're going to travel to the other galaxy. Maybe it'll be a fight scene or something on the the temple planets. Uh, what was it called? Cetos? Something like that. A tease of the the fight that was um, sort of teased at the beginning, at the end of the last episode, um, and then maybe at the end of the episode they go off in this new big ship, this intergalactic ship, and, and they go to the other galaxy to find Thrawn, and then we see what. Um, stuff ensues from there but it's all unknown it's all really exciting and there's bound to be lightsaber fights and i would say i i do like the choreography of the lightsaber fights in this episode Mm -hmm. or in both of these episodes i think they're a good mix between the acrobaticness of the prequels and the stoicness of the um i guess episode four um (laughs) but in general i think i i really like the lightsaber fights in these uh two battles in these two episodes yeah for sure and making sabine even though we you know have much crap with that um we 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 do now have the nice pair up of ahsoka can fight balance goal and sabine can fight uh shinati so i guess that kind of works out and then we also have random other people maybe so uh you know there i i would love some two two v two uh action here um yeah i'm also just looking forward to it i'm just gonna let it wash over me and i'm excited to talk to you about it next time so tune in next week as we discuss the next episode of ahsoka and for chris i'm rashad and we'll talk to you next time bye